Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Someone remind me what point are we in? We are in point number what? Point number? Point number six or point number seven? What was the last point that you wrote down? Someone yell out the last point that you wrote down. The, the, the statement. Every time we give and every time we tithe, what happens? You demonstrate. All right, let's go back to the beginning. Number one, quickly, you honor God. Number two, you remember God. Are you there? Your seed is sanctified. Your seed is sanctified. Thank you, Jesus. Lights back on, please. Thank you. I want to see people writing. Number four, you worship God. Are you there? You worship God. Number five, you show respect. Thank you. To the holy things. Because you don't touch them. You show respect. Amen. Next, when you give and tithe, you show obedience. Obedience. It's a sign of obedience. Amen. So, next point, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Very important for you to receive teaching. Teaching destroys unbelief. Malachi 3.10. Malachi 3.10. The Bible says, Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that they may be meat in my house. Prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you a window of heaven, open you the window of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. Amen? When you tithe and give, you demonstrate faith. The Bible says, prove me now herewith. You demonstrate faith. Farmers are men and women who are very faithful because they put a seed in the ground and expect that in a few months they will get a harvest. That requires a lot of faith. It is very easy to live in fear and eat your tithe and eat your seed. But tithing is a demonstration of faith. Are you there? Tithing and giving you also appreciate full-time ministry and you appreciate the house of God. 
Tithers are the ones who really know what it means to have a pastor. Tithers are the ones who know what it means to love the house of God. The Bible says that when you tithe and you give, it's that they may be meat in my house. That the house of God is taken care of. I have come to learn something throughout my life in ministry. Tithers complain the least. Let me explain. If a tither tells me something, they are giving me feedback. The tither says, hey pastor, can we get this wall painted? They have proven that where their money is, their heart is also. So they are not criticizing the wall. They want the church to look good. But non-tithers cause the most problems in any church. They complain about their $2, how the $2 did not wash the whole church, and their $2 did not cause big things to happen. I have learned something. When someone complains, examine where they stand in their giving. If someone is invested, they, they are able to give feedback because they are invested. Are you understanding my point? But there are some who just talk for talk's sake, not because they have a real thing to say, you know. So when you are a tither and a giver, you have shown your appreciation for the house of God. That they may be meet in what? In my house. Amen? And any pastors or church leaders who are watching this or listening to this teaching, never, ever, ever promote or put a non-tither in influential roles. Their heart will be shown. Whether you want it, whether you like it or not, I have made those mistakes before. And their heart eventually ends up being shown and they end up uh, making church of that department. True or not true, church, is the truth. If your neighbor is quiet, you need to ask them, are you a tither or is pastor talking about you? Tell them, you're fidgeting too much. You're too quiet. You're fidgeting too much. Tell them, get saved again. Get saved. Pastor said tithing and giving is the little things. Get saved and begin that work. Every church, if every member, every Christian did their part and gave and tithed as the Bible states. Every church around the world would be provided for. God's mathematics is not wrong. God's math is not wrong. When God says that they may be meat in my house, the house of God would never lack if everyone obeyed God. The work, the government would not have to take care of people in the society if Christians did their part. 
So when you give, when you tithe, you show that you honor the work of the Lord. When you give and you tithe, you also avoid the curse and institute the blessing. I taught you, you need to have a respect for curses. Please hear me. The world we live in is cursed. There are non-believers who respect curses more than believers. The Bible talks about many types of curses. And money is called unrighteous mammon. How does money get cursed? By usury. The things that money has done. Do not, do not, do not. If there is one teaching every Christian needs to know is the teaching on curses. Curses. Verses the blessing. The Bible says, Malachi 3.8, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But she said, Wherein have we robbed thee? And he says, In tithes and offering. You are cursed with a curse. He's talking to his children. Then he says, You are cursed with a curse. Curses when it comes to this kind of curses, the reason why I say you need to learn about curses is because curses operate when the wind changes its tide. Let me explain. The Bible says the first commandment with a blessing is honor your father and mother. So if you dishonor your father and mother, the Curse is in operation by your dishonor. Are we flowing together? So dishonor brings the curse. But do you know you can live until the day you are 40 years old and the curse has just been flying? Or you will live until the day you get your own children and you think you got away with what you did to your parents. Then the day you get your own, the curse comes and lands. Says, now let me do my work. You can dishonor authority and think you're getting away with it. People who dishonor authority, especially in church, there's a season where it looks like things are going well until the devil uncovers. Then you realize that things have actually been getting worse from the inside. The curse, for you to respect a curse, you must think long term. What happens when the wind changes tide? I honor my pastor, even though God has blessed me with a very influential ministry. I honor him because, because the ministry has many changing of the tides. And I don't ever want to be caught on the wrong side of God. You honor your parents. You honor your parents, not because they've been good, but the Bible says that it may be well with you. 
There are many curses on this earth. And the giving and the tithing takes care of ensuring you are protected. What is protection? The Bible says he will rebuke the what? Devourer. Are you there? When you tithe and give, you show that you know the source of your blessing. You know the source of your blessing. Why don't the rest of you have notebooks and pens? It's on the phone. All right. Don't be texting while I'm preaching. Hmm. These are my children. <laughs> you make sure the word gets in by force or by fire. Yeah. Even you don't text. Those, are you cooking at home right now? While I'm preaching, please pay attention to the word. There's no time to green beans and macaroni and cheese. But you've been fasting, so at least you can eat while watching. It's allowed. Amen. Of the blood. So you demonstrate that you know the source of the blessing. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. There is no God. The fool has said in his heart. There are a lot of people that do not acknowledge where blessings come from. Especially when you're very educated and I have nothing against education. I have been in school for about 17 years nonstop. Non-stop. I have undergraduate. I have a Bible college degree. I have a master's degree. And I have a doctorate degree. That is why you can never tell me anything bad about America. America gave me my wife. America gave me a good education. And America gave me you. I love this nation. I love this nation. I love this nation. With all its mistake, I love the dust of America. I love it. Anyway, I'm not against education, but when you know so much, sometimes you depend on your own understanding. You think that you got things by yourself. But the Bible says, is there anything you have that you have not been given? That's the scripture. It says, is there anything you have that you've not been given? You know, when you think you earned something, you earned the wife you have, you earned the car you have, you earned the house you have. When you think you earned it, you disrespect what you have. Everything we have has been given. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. I always tell my wife, the only good thing in me is God. The only good thing in me is God. Someone said to me the other day, I pray for a marriage like yours. I said, please don't. Don't. 
Many nights when I'm out preaching, my wife has been alone. That is not what ladies get married for. When I'm out doing the work of ministry, she's been at home with children. To be married to me takes a grace. And I believe God gave me the wife that I have. My point is this. Everything in your life you should see like it came from God. Everything came from God, regardless of the situation. When you see God in everything, all things work out for good. First Chronicles 29, 10 to 14. First Chronicles 29, 10 to 14. I will read it. Through the ages, the spirit, spiritual men and women. No, no, let's read this. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Are we together? We're together. Then he says, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. When you tithe and you give, you're telling God, I don't even deserve the 100% that you've given me. Do you know when you do simple things like this, you get wealthy so fast. It is amazing. You get wealthy because also your outgo begins to reduce because God protects your finances. The car doesn't break down as much. Children don't come to, for money as much. They stop eating a lot from the fridge. They start praying and fasting. And God is protecting your money, you know. He begin, you begin to see your bank account increase, increase, increase because protection has come to your bank account. Amen? That scripture says that that is there anything you've received that you did not receive from God? You can put that back up. Thank you. So, it's important to realize your giving tells God, I know I've received everything from you. Amen? Are you in the house? Now, giving and tithing will sustain you in your calling. We're coming to a close of this series so I always bring every message towards your calling. Giving and tithing will sustain you in the first, and it is the first step 
the first step to sustainment in your calling. Why is it the first step? Hear me now. It's the first step because it prepares you to handle heavier matters. If you have passed the money test, if you've passed the money test, you will be able to handle bigger things. Matthew 23, verse 23, I read it on Sunday. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mints and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Omitted the weightier matters. Matthew 23, 23. As a minister, if you've been tried with money, deception is very difficult to come your way. When you are not money-minded, you preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ regardless of people's opinion. Are you understanding? One day someone attended our parking lot service. I have a group of friends who own a lot of businesses and they attended one service. And they said, I have never seen a man and a woman preach like you and your wife. That day we were tag teaming. And they said, this city is blessed to have men and women who preach like both of you. And I said, what do you mean? Uh, tell me why. And he said, because you preach the truth. And you know, he's my buddy, so I kept prying a little bit. I said, what do you mean I preach the truth? Don't preachers preach the truth. He said, no, no, no. If you had to worry about money, you'd end up preaching people happy and leave some things out. You know, when you're worried about money, you preach people nicely so they can give. Can I tell you something honestly? Whoever God will use to give in legacy giving, the reality is legacy giving is an opportunity for you, not for God. God will take care of his house. I have seen it. I have seen it. God will always take care of his house. And church, I tell you this in love. I have come to see that giving is connected to ministry. Right here, I was a college student doing my internship. And in my internship, I used to be paid a certain amount of money. But that amount of money was not according to my faith. My faith was more than my paycheck. More than my paycheck. So one Wednesday, I had been paid at the end of the month. And I took $500. And I met my pastor on his way out from preaching. And I said, Pastor, I want to give you this seed. And the reason why I'm giving you this seed is so that one day, my tithe will be the amount of my income. I will tithe my income which means I've earned 100%, you know. 
for me to tithe my income. And I gave him $500 right there. And I said, I want God to use me to build the kingdom. And he received it, he blessed it, and he went. And one day I was doing my taxes. And when I looked at my giving statement, I had to go back to my checks of when I was working for a great corporation. And when I held them side by side, God had done exactly what he said he would do. Exactly what he said he would do. So when you try God in the small things, it prepares you for the larger things. Are you being blessed this afternoon? Yeah. Tithing also prepares you for ministry, tithing or giving, because it shows you the patterns. You learn how God works. Let me explain. A farmer learns the patterns of... Are you in the house? Are you there? The farmer learns the patterns of seed, time, and harvest. If I took you to school to be a farmer and never made you sow one seed, how many of you think when you're done with school you'll be a good farmer? No. How many of you would go see a doctor who's never done an operation? It doesn't work that way. The practical side of ministry is how you manage finances. Look at me. Look at me. The ministry as it stands today, God has been very good to us. Amen? Amen? But do you know it takes a lot of management that you don't see? That sitting here on Sundays and Wednesdays or watching online, you don't see the fact that we can buy a lot of new equipment. We did not even terminate one staff member. We bring uh, 2020. We, I never stood here and begged. How many of you had me beg during COVID? <laughs> you, you will wait. I cannot beg. I will go to, what is the blood bank called? And pay for the bills. God will give me more blood. But I cannot beg. Amen? No, I will not do that. I will believe God will speak to you. Amen? How many of you say God will speak to me and I will obey? Amen. So, God has been good to us, but there is also management that goes along with it. And management is the unseen thing. And if you cannot manage your own money, you will not be able to manage God's money. You will not be able to manage God's money. A lot of ministries are run with debt. Debt and uh, a lot of robbing Peter to pay Paul because many pastors never learned how to manage money, how to invest. Do you know the ministry of the church is an organization? You need to run it effectively as you would a business. Mm. Do you believe it? So it prepares you for the patterns 
of ministry. Deuteronomy 14, 22. Thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed that the field bringeth forth year by year. And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he chooses to place his name there. The tithe of thy corn, of thy wine, of thy oil, of thy fastling, of thy herds, and of thy flock. Thou mayest, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. The Bible says that you may learn to fear God. When you're a tither, you learn to fear God. What does the Bible mean when it says you will eat or partake of your tithe? That does not mean you take it home and eat. No. It means when you sit in this church and the lights are on and there are projects going on, you see your money working. When souls are won, when nations are taken, when we are in Africa preaching the gospel, you are partaking of that same grace because you gave. Can we bless the Lord with a great hallelujah and a great clap? Thank you, Jesus. So you enjoy of the same thing that you have given into. How many of you have enjoyed of what you have given? When you hear this mic sound so clear because we have a new PA system. When you see someone is watching online and we have a good mix because somebody gave. Please, I did not sit in this room and speak in tongues and cameras showed up. No, sir. It was people's giving. Amen? It was legacy giving that allows us to do what we do. And I can tell you this, church, we as a church, majority, I'm talking a great majority because I watch, are givers. Like higher numbers than the average church. If I stood, if I stood in the pulpit and said, give $50, more people who hear me will obey than disobey. It's the truth. It's the truth. And it's not like that everywhere. You understand? We have a very good connection in our giving. It's the truth. It's the truth. Because people know that it goes into the work of the Lord. Amen? That thou may learn that thou may learn to fear the Lord thy God. How many of you have learned to fear the Lord through giving? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. When you learn to fear God, you also learn to respect the work of the Lord. When there is one time a man in Africa the church was doing a carpet-changing project. You know, sometimes churches say we are raising money for this project. Amen? Now, we do it a little bit different. We believe for the money, and then project gets done, and, and trust people will obey. Because sometimes projects last forever. 
We've been putting a roof on the church for 50 years. Lord, help us. It's not good. I cannot stand and preach about paint the walls for, for come on, yeah? Paint the walls for 10 years. Paint the wall and let God provide, you know. <laughs> is, 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 as pastors, you must learn how to manage. So, what was I saying? 50-year <laughs> roof projects, Lord help us. Buying a bus for so many years. When you respect the work of God, when you learn to respect the work of God, you get to see that God also respects you. God respects you. There was a man in Africa, the church was fixing Sunday, and um, the way we do offerings for projects is we say, this Sunday, we are raising money, bring your money. And we raise it in one day. And he gave the money for the whole carpet. Everything else that was given went to other projects. He said, I will pay the whole of it. And then he was asked by the pastor then, why would you do that? And the man said, the day I die, I want my coffin to sit on a nice carpet. And he made a joke. He said, if I have sinned, my carpet will not allow me to go down. Some of you will get it Tuesday. He said, I cannot go to hell if the altar, if the altar where people get saved, I am the one who paid for it. That was his understanding of ministry, you know. I have a man in my ministry, very wealthy, who helps fund a lot of what we do. And he is, do you know, cursing like a sailor. Doesn't go to church, curses like a sailor. I, I pray for him. Pray for him a lot. But he says his connection with Firebrand Nation is what assures him he'll go to heaven. So he says, Evans, keep preaching the gospel. And I tell him, why don't you just give your life to Christ and get saved? He said, I've done so many sins. I don't even know where to begin. But please, let my seed be what connects me to God. And the Bible says, I was hungry and you clothed me. That is how I got to learn about that scripture. I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. So when you understand the power of the work of ministry, you give to ministry. Do you know billionaires and millionaires give to non-profits because they understand the secret and the power of helping someone who's helping someone else. It's an understanding. Are you there? Also, 1 Corinthians 9, 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 9. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth unto the corn. Does God take care for oxen? One, two, three, read it.
Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox. The ox in that case is us humble preachers. When a pastor has to struggle to pay bills, struggle to make ends meet, it affects his preaching. It does. It affects his preaching. It affects his preaching when they have to struggle to make ends meet. That is why I can tell you one thing. As a leader, I will never misuse God's money. Never. Because it will affect the delivery of the message. All our staff members know perform and work. We don't tolerate anything else because it affects the whole thing. You understand? All volunteers, we literally put our hands to the plow. How many of you have put your hands to the plow? Yeah. We work because if a volunteer doesn't work, that means we have to hire a staff member to do their work and now you've affected the cost of the church which affects the preaching of the gospel. Are you learning something? Please, today don't expect you'll be blessed. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but uh, we don't know. Something may just hit my back, just one moment. But receive as I'm teaching, you know. When you respect the work of the Lord, you don't muzzle the advancement of the gospel. You don't, do, you just say, let me just pay my tithe to keep the work going. We have men and women who've moved out of town. Some of them are watching online now and they still give and tithe to the church because they are connected to the work we are doing. And it amazes me that someone can move their family out of town and still give and tithe. But there are others who go on vacation still living in the same city, still will show up to church the next time, but they will forget the church when they're on vacation. Tell your neighbor, not me. Tell your neighbor, not me. Tell your neighbor, I remember the house of the Lord, and I will not muzzle the ox in Jesus' name. Please don't call me an ox. We will have a big argument. <laughs> it's a biblical example. Amen. Are you in the house? Are you in the house? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Winding down, giving and paying your tithe establishes your covenant. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media, at Firebrand Nation, go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame, together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.